everybody, and welcome to I Saw Comics, the weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from the secret headquarters, the Titans Tower. My name is Ming Chen, sitting across from me is a mighty, 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 mighty Mike Zapsik. Everybody say hello, Mike What's Zapsik. What's up, Ming Chen? I don't, How I don't, doing? there we go, a little closer to your... I know, this is weird. I'm, I'm wearing the headphones today. I like them. I feel like I should be... You look like a Time Life operator taking orders for the $6 million man We were actually talking DVD about box yesterday. Set. Walt uh, and Walt, Jeff, and I, Sunday Jeff, yes. were talking about the old days when you could buy Lost in Space. Two episodes. Of Lost in Space. Of Lost in Space okay. on VHS. And that was the only way you could get it. There you go. That yeah, sounds much better. better. Yes. Um, that was the only way you could get the uh, the Lost in Space stuff. Right. It was on VHS. Yes. Two episodes. Yes. Cost you like, pardon me, like thirty bucks. Yeah, but you bought it. It was, it was the only thing available. Now True. we got you know. Now we got torrents. We got. Well, we, we got, got everything. We got man. you know, or they they'll release it legitimately. It's great. <laughs> it's or great. legitimately. Well, Mike, your time as a Time Life operator has come and gone then. And now you can use that headset to podcast. So welcome, everybody. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, I sell comics. Probably. We, got, we got a pretty big table here. Pretty full. Yes. Introduce everybody, Mike. Uh, on my far... I'm, I'm trying to think left. Right. On my far right yes. is Laura Vetter. Yes. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the podcast table. Thanks for having me. Not at all. And uh, to my extreme right is uh, the lovely, the talented Julia Zapsik. Good morning. Yes. Sitting in with us. And uh, if you're tuning in on Twitch, you can see all of us, Mike. Wait, well, do you see me too? You can see you, dude. Where? Oh, there we are. Listen, hey, I got freaking spy cameras and stuff in here. You Holy even, crap. Just, you don't even know. Dude, I was Is this there? like when you did that to Walt and you didn't know you had the place wired? No, not at all. Dude, come all on. Right, good I, I went out I went out, I went out to Best Buy oh, last night. Good deal, man. Plopped uh plopped plopped some money on a, another camera. I was like, I, I, you know, we, we we ran some test streams this week. Cameras pointed squarely at me. You could hear Mike, but you couldn't see him. Mm. I was, and like, well, was freaking no, people out. No like, fun. oh my god, it's Ghost Mike. That's no fun. <laughs> so not only can everybody see you, uh, you're getting little small reveals of the secret headquarters of your tuning in. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. People, what was you the like response it, right? to, to Twitch? Did you have a lot of people tuning in? Yeah, we did have a lot of people tuning in. So I mean, one, why not? Two, it's free. Sure. And three, why not? So, so uh, you know, smile, everybody. Hope you know, be on your best behavior. I like your complex <laughs> reasoning, me. Yeah, yeah. No, um, try not to pick your nose, but if you do, that's life. So, <laughs> so do Mike, what you have to do. Yes, exactly. It's so Mike. Uh, very big anniversary. This yes, week. it is. Huge. Uh, I didn't know. I, actually, I, I kind of uh, tweeted that as a joke yesterday. Is it our anniversary? No, it's a, it is our anniversary later on in the month. Yes, yes, yes. Couple of, actually in a couple that. of days. No, yeah, this isn't okay. about this. All right, what is it? About? It's uh, twenty years. Big old two zero. No, welcome everybody. Twenty years. Jay and Silent Bob's Bob secret stash, stash has been in business. Aww, has been in business. Twenty years. Yes. What's Jane? the exact day? Do we know? Do we January know the exact second. Day? Yeah, January second. Opened up the day after oh, New Year's. Wow. I was actually there the first day. Oddly enough, that's true. That the store was open. Awesome. I was not. Um, I was. Jay and I. Jay and I. Jay. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash and I share an anniversary. Twenty years. <gasps> yeah, twenty years sober for you. Twenty, yeah. Put really, down January second? No, Jan. Well, January thirty first. January January thirtieth. You gotta okay. stay sober the so, rest yeah. of the month. Yeah, I gotta stay sober for the rest of the month, and mm. then okay, I can, yeah, don't, then I can claim it. Don't screw it up. But somebody should send me what because Diamond sent us a twenty year placard. Yeah, our friends at Diamond Comics distribution Steve Jeppy and, and the our, crew. The man Steve Jeppy sent us a little certificate yesterday saying really. Hey, they, uh, and that's, that's why Kevin was like, oh, man, uh, did you take that picture and send it to him? Took the photo. I sent it to Kevin just okay. to remind him in, in case he was really high. <laughs> and, you know, these dates go by very fast. So, of course you know, they he do. Wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known. He, you know, wow. He's, but I was be- like, hey, happy, you know, happy 20th anniversary. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and before this, it was a place called Comixology. Right. Uh, run by the original Steve Dave. Right. And I used to go there until he started screaming at my ex-girlfriend for me to get my ass in and pick up my books, which is going to dovetail very nicely. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. But I was only, I was like less than three weeks late. Right. I used to go in every week, but I wasn't there for three weeks and he started screaming and I'm just like, fuck him. And you stopped going? And I stopped going. I was like, son of a bitch. And I had to find a new comics place and there was no real, we didn't have a lot of stores around here. So, so wh- how far did you drive to... Uh, I didn't know. This is back... You didn't get in, a Comics Plus? Com- they no, no. I hate to tell you guys. You're, when, when, you're, when you're drinking, sure. you're limited by... Well, I didn't have a driver's license. Okay. 
um, and, or a car, or a car, right. or a job, right. or, or friends to drive friends around. to drive me around. <laughs> okay, or, so or for very much longer, <laughs> a girlfriend. You're limited uh, you know, in radius, then. Is what I was, uh, yeah, where I could walk, and um, it, yeah, it was it got really bad. And then I I heard that um, Kevin had taken over the store. Right, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, ah, I'm too drunk to get there. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care. <laughs> and at the end of the month, I'm like, oh, good. At least I have a place to get my comics. Yeah, now. exactly. You know, now that I've got money in my pocket, you know, because that's what you, so you, you put you the went, money in your pocket when you're not, you know, shelling out. You booze. heard they change ownership. You're like, yeah, I'll go back. Yeah, know, I'll go back. I, I've heard of this Kevin Smith guy. He knows his company. Actually, I was uh, a fan by then. Oh, okay. I, I was. I We stole uh, Mallrats, the VHS tape, from Palmer Video. So Palmer Video is still okay. out there. <laughs> He's just trying to... I'm, damn, he, that's the guy who's got my mall rats tape. Right. It was me. Yeah. Okay. Statute of limitations is like seven years, so I'm good for it. Well, plus I'm there's no video stores anymore. They're, they're well, at Palmer Video, it's it's he's doing it out of his garage. Right. You know, Johnny Palmer or whoever the hell it was. Johnny Palmer. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm throwing names in front of Palmer Video. So. Okay, so uh, you know, real quick, uh, you started going to the store. Eventually, uh, you got hired on to work. One. It was weird. Line. Yeah. Right. Uh, I. Right. Brian Johnson manning the counter. Yeah, there's God. There's a picture of me and Brian on the on the first day they were open. Cool. I don't know where that photo is. It's and it's, it's one really of the physical weird. photo. Because I walked in, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" And blah blah blah, and he just same same old Brian. Same Brian. It's like uh, I don't I don't read comics. Uh, I'm like, is this any good? And he's like, I don't read comics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, same. Nothing's not, changed. Not not one damn not thing. Not one thing has he's changed. Except he remembers my name. Now. Yeah, he does have a beard now. Yeah. Well, he had he had the little chin pubes oh, did before. He? Yeah. Yeah. Attitude wise, though. Oh, attitude. Not one same. thing has changed. Not one damn thing. Yeah. Twenty years later, we're still here, running strong. Probably stronger than ever. Yeah. I, I would probably say. And, we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's uh What's your greatest memory? You've been, you've been there, you've been working there almost 15 of those 20 years. Uh, there are, yeah, there's, were, I can throw some stories out there. We, we should have like a, a reminiscence. We should get Kevin on and do um, like a secret stash compa- uh, companion. Where he talks about his he talks greatest, about like, greatest moments. Well, you know, a couple times when he was jockeying the register yeah. and, um, or walking in and Muse isn't there and he's got, you know, people from out of town running the register. Yeah, I can name a few. It's been a, 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 a part of cinematic history. Is, uh, True. And James and Bob's secret stash is Brody's secret stash. Brody's secret stash, yes. Six, six seasons of a TV show. Yes. Uh, shot multiple behind-the-scenes extras in that store. Yes, we uh, have. A lot of famous people have been through that store. A right. lot of them. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, you know, uh, Billy D. Williams. Yep. Peter Mayhew. You know, Ralph Lindsay Macho. Wagner. You know, everybody who's been on Comic Michelle Book Men. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, John Bon Jovi. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bon Jovi. John Stewart. John Stewart, I know, yes. yeah, We're just naming names now. But no, yeah, just, yeah name dropping. It's yeah. 20 years of name dropping, so go to town. Yeah, Can deep, I interject a little absolutely. bit here, though? Because even though all that's very, very cool. Right. Um, some of the stories that Michael brings home that I love the most are the stories that really show how the store is part of the community, right? Beyond like the, you know, beyond the stars, beyond the, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame and all that right. kind of stuff. So he comes home, for, and I'll give you for instance, one of my favorites. So he comes home and he talks about how, you know, I was like, so how was your day? He's like, it was interesting. It was a rainy day. And all of a sudden, this kid shows up. I don't know if he was what, like he was like 12, 13, 12, 13 right. years old. And uh, turns out that the kid had just sort of reached a point where he was feeling overwhelmed and he had run away from home. So he and this he, was his, his cut, bus station. He, he cut school. Pretty much. Michael was working alone that day and he comes in. And so uh, you should tell the story since it's your yeah, story. Actually, but but it just it's just one of those stories. It, it, it ends up well. He ends up. It ends up, up really, home. really well. The kid was. He said, "Can is there anything I can do? You know, I, I forgot my lunch, and uh, can can I work for you know like lunch money?" And I said, "Oh, it's crazy, dude." I'm like, I, I don't... "No, but what you can do." And I gave him, I gave him like ten bucks. I said, "Go get some food. Go go get a slice of pizza. Go get a slice of pizza and a pack of smokes, yeah, and uh, we'll, smokes. we'll talk we'll talk about it outside." And I said, "Yeah, come, come on back." And uh, so he left. He he had his lunch. He came back. And I told him to sit at the back table, read some comics, yeah. and hang out. I, and I was trying to get a story out from him. Right. I'm like, are you, you know, you're in school. It's a school day. Yeah, why He's are like, you yeah, here? I'm, I'm on special dispensation, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I finally coaxed the story. It took like an hour to coax the story out right. of him. Right, and how long before Chris Hansen showed up? Uh, we're, we're a place of public uh, accommodation, sure. so Chris Hansen has no business coming into okay. the Okay, all right, stage. sorry, continue your story. That's all right. So... He, he 
you know, I, I coaxed the story out of him. It turns out his, his mom was like really coming down on him, and um, she worked at the school that he went to. Sure. He was having trouble with uh, the other kids at school, you know, getting picked on, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. And he's just like, I, I've had it. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm done. Yeah, he's like, I, I got like, I, I don't have any money, but I'm going to get up to New York and I'm just going to like do my thing up there. I'm like, are you insane? What do you mean do my thing up there? That's, that's what I said. I said, what do does your that thing. Mean? There is no doing your thing up there. It's not for a 12 year old. No, no 12 yeah, or 13. Yeah. I said, you will. I said, you're going to have to let me call your parents. And yeah, we ended, it ended up uh, that his, uh, his mom was worried about him and had the police looking for him. Wow. So we called up, uh, I called up the, the Red Bank police. They reached out to the Middletown police right. and, and they, they came, they escorted him. But I said, you know, when everything works out, you come back, you talk to me. And he came back like about two months later. Right. He's like, everything's much better now. He's like, my oh, mom you helped I, him out. Yeah. Wow. And, and, happy you know, ending. Yeah. It was a very happy ending. So, But those sorts of stories, I think are, you know, those are my favorites because for 20 years, it's been, you know, it's been here. And there are a lot more of those stories. I mean, even though the celebrity stuff is sure, cool, sure. there are a lot more of those stories about Jay and Silent Bob being a place where people do. They gather, they come in, they get sure. their comics, they have, you know, they have, there's a, there's, a, there's a community and a family. Right. You know, it's a destination for people <clears throat> who are coming from overseas who share the same love for pop culture and comics culture. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So anyway, thank you for sharing that, babe. That's, oh, yeah. that's I, uh, I think my favorite thing is uh, our store has always stuck out like a sore thumb in the town of Red Bank. We have a lot of boutiques, uh, a lot of a lot of vanity stores here. There, oh, there's a couple of high-end chains. Uh, there's a Tiffany here, and uh, there's like an Urban We Outfitters. had the uh, Ashley Dubois store in town. Yeah, who is? she? Remember Ashley Dubois? The, du- um... Dupree. Dupree, all right. Dupree. Dubois, Dupree, whatever. They're all French. Yes. I don't care. And it's not even really her name. I think it's like Ashley, you know, numb nuts. But right. um, the the one that took down, it was, yeah, was Wiener, say, right? Yeah, yeah. Anthony Wiener, took, yes. She like, took down, she took down yeah. Wiener. She took down a governor. She had a store here? Oh, that wasn't Wiener. It was um, Spitzer. Yeah, Elliot. Elliot Spitzer. Yes. So she had a store in town for yeah, so lingerie. Yeah, um, uh, a lingerie swimwear store. Uh, very appropriate, but we stick out like a sore thumb here. You see, you know, boutiques and high end stores, and then right in the middle, right, right on Broad Street, is this like funny looking, kind of uh, brightly colored comic book store. And um, you know, if you were here to shop for high end goods, you kind of see this like, what, what, what's this doing here? I'm gonna check it out, and then uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. So I like like we're kind of like rebels here. You know, we don't we don't belong here, Mike. Uh, we I don't are, even know if they want us here. We are a and thorn yet, in the side of the Tri-City News. I, I can tell you that I much. agree we're in the thorn in the side of the whole city, I think. Um, no, they love us. I think they love us, but they've never they've never owned up to the fact that we bring that we that we're good for the community. We're great for the community, <laughs> and we're. And, I mean, come on, man. We're probably we're, we've got to be the number one visited business in this town. Uh, actually, Jules, you can throw you can we've jump in on be. this. Um, no, the number one uh, visited business in Red Bank is the Count Basie Theater. Okay, that's a theater. It's not a storefront. No, but it's the, not. The, but the most visited store in Red possibly, Bank. but as far as draws go, right? It's uh, Count Basie. Then the uh, okay, dude, okay, dude, okay. Con- continue, continue. Draws. Continue. I'm uh, very defensive. Red Bank has, no, no. Red Bank very has, defensive. No, but I'm no not I understand store. what you're talking about. It's 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 a, it's a you oh, know, different a different type of an enterprise. Right. But no, the Basie absolutely is a magnet. It's as as is the Two River Theater. Right. Um, but we're number three, man. And what's number we, two? The the uh, two river theater. It might be the two. River oh, the theater. theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, okay. the two theaters um, because you're just as far as right, magnets okay, go. Okay, okay. I'm they draw out. people I'm in. Out. You know, we had we had Michael McKean and uh, Annette O'Toole do a, a month long show here. They were living out of the Oyster Point. I wish I'd known that before they I left. I don't know <laughs> who those are, but Michael McKean yeah. from he was uh, Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. Okay, why don't you just say and, Lenny? No one knows who Michael McKean is. Uh, Spinal Tap. Michael does. Okay, you do. Okay, Ooh, come okay. on. Just say Spinal Len- Tap. Just say Lenny. All right, Lenny from okay. uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. and uh, his wife Annette O'Toole, who was Lana Lang and Ma Kent on. Okay, Smallville. that. Okay, that. There you go. Now, so, now, now, the light bulbs. They are going were together off. doing. Uh, 
That's yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Michael McKean was doing a one man show. My assertion is that's not fair. They're importing talent for those. You know, we we you know we're just a bunch of numbskulls. Dude, at the store. we import talent too. I mean, for God's sake, Katrina even, Law. Do you think Katrina um, would have come here? Well, actually, yeah, she would have. She would. She actually would. Well, only because and I'm only saying, because of be, us. This is before the TV show. We were still the most visited store in Red Bank. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna put money down on that. I would put good. I would put good money down on that. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking revenue. I'm talking most visited p- asses through the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. then let's... Uh, you go buy but, the clicker then, today. And then... But maybe not money in store, but ancillary money that also went now, out to Now, wait a second. The, Let me ask you a question, though. Are we including... Because, I mean, are we including places like the coffee shops here? Because, I mean, you know, if you're talking just people coming in, cycling through, I mean, you've got, you know... Yeah, and you got the you're Wawa your, down the I street. I mean, look Come at on. you, man. You go there like four times a day over to Rook. So right. it's, you know. Unique visitors is what you're trying to say. I, I am saying yes, unique okay. visitors, yes. I, I bet you guys and are plus, number and, one for and, international visitors, though. You sure. might even outdo the Basie and the Two River Theater sure. if, you're, if, if, if we're including everyone in that same basket. Right. You might even outdo them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Michael's called me and said, babe, you're going to have to hold dinner for half an hour. I got uh, family from Australia, oh, yeah. from you know England, yeah. we, we, you know, we, we exactly love, we from Germany. That. They're coming in. I'm going to stay open for them. So. We love that. So for yeah. anybody who has visited the store, we thank you. Yes, thank anybody who throw the whole 20 year history. Um, Even any- the people who came in and, and peed on the the floor in the bathroom. Well, well was, thank you. There were no people. It was one person uh, that we know of. Yeah. Now, comic book stores. You don't see a lot of opening these days. You see a lot of closing more than opening. It's yes. a tough business. And yeah, you would relate a story earlier about how you didn't pick up your books for three weeks and the guy got mad. And I'm going to justify that anger right now, Mike. Uh, I just read a story yesterday saying that unclaimed pull lists are the real killer of comic book stores. Oh, yeah. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, my God, do I agree. I've agreed with this for like, how long have I been working there? 16 years. Yeah, for anybody not familiar with the pull list, uh, if you're a regular customer. You, the, yeah, you get designated as a reservist. Uh, you put your name on file and we do a poll for you. Yeah, the, you can say, I guys. like Batman, I like Avengers, and I like... Or you can be even more specific. Like, I just want uh, Flash Rebirth. I want the uh, miniseries of Doctor Strange, yeah. but no regular Doctor Strange. I mean, you can you can mash it up however you want. Right. You can go on com, uh, Comixology. Sure. The website and download it and you know give it to us yeah and we'll pull what you want right exactly and then uh each week when the comic come in if that if there's a title specific to what you wanted you'll pull it for them and then the person comes in and picks it up um it, it's it's and we we have a reserved for you service that every comic book store provides and uh and if you do it you get a small discount as well right 15 percent is not small Okay, you get I a would, you get a dis, you get a big discount. You get, I would say fifteen percent is pretty good discount. Wouldn't yeah, you? yeah. So uh, you know, so you have incentive to get pull this. So right, because we, we win especially because nowadays when comic books are like what twenty dollars a piece or something. No, like they're that. they're three ninety nine, four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these days, uh, you know, we win because uh, you know we we know that you know we have a regular client. Yeah, we can in. we can expect that much in. Yeah, sales. that you'll come in every week to buy books, and you win because we pull your books for you and you get a discount. Right now, the problem is. A lot of people don't come and pick up their books on a weekly basis. Some of them all of a sudden may just disappear and run on you. Yes, that's true. And as such, you're left, left with this huge backstock. Uh, the gentleman who claimed uh, that this is a really killer comic books claims he lost $1,481 in a three-month uh, three period Wow! from people not picking up yeah. books. That's not a small amount. Does Jay and Silent Bob's have a policy like beyond a certain time period? We will, we what's your policy, oh, you, Mike? We, we give you about a month. We ask that you come in once a month. And oh, once a month? Yeah. Okay, at least. At least once a month. Okay. And if we don't see you for two months, we'll make a phone call. Okay. Uh, we'll give you like seven to ten days to get in touch with us. Let right. us know that, hey, yeah, I still want them. Or, no, thanks. I, I just moved out of the area right. or wherever. All right. And then after that, you have them whacked? Like, yeah, then, then we, we, yeah. How do you collect? Like, you know, we do the, we go the Jersey way? No, you can't do it. We get, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Lucille. You. It's Lucille. Uh, is, this, is this what we do? They get a visit yeah. from Lucille pick and up, pick, uh, up, pick up your freaking books, everybody. <laughs> pick up your books. You, yeah, you get a kiss from Lucille. So, no, um, or we, we don't, uh, we lost two in the past two weeks. Reservists? Yeah. Okay. Because they never bothered to get back to us. Yeah. So I'm like, if I don't hear from you, I'm putting your books back. And one guy showed up yesterday who was a no-show. 
And he's like, hey, how you doing? I haven't been down. I, I moved. I'm yeah, like, you're like, no shit. Why didn't you tell us? Yeah, thanks for not that. Well, right. no, we're not quite that way. It's like bygones be bygones because um, there are a couple people who work at the stash who have right. done that okay. a time or two. Sure. <laughs> um, I copped to it once with Comixology. Oh, sure. Even you yourself, uh, you know, you fell in hard times for one month. I did. And uh, actually, Walt put my stuff back. On the shelf? On the shelf because okay. I didn't, I had, um, it was... Oh my God! It was like uh, very early on, and Walt had never met me. Right, he just yes. started to work, and yes, he didn't know me. you from Adam. Exactly, so. never met me. And uh, Muse was like, "Oh, that guy's cool," but to Muse, oh, everyone's he, Muse, cool. Muse vouched for you. Yeah, Muse that's a bad for me. sign. Dude. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> <"That's> not <laughs> good. And I said to Jay, "Don't do that to me again." That's right? not good. <laughs> so, so Walt put him back, and I, I came in, and that's that's actually when we met. Right. And Walt was like, oh, all right. So you're the guy. He put a uh, face to the name. Yeah. And I, I never... You yeah. never missed again. I never missed again. Okay. All right. So. Well, I just want your opinion on that. I mean, what can be, what's the solution to this? What can be done? That's uh, what I was going to ask. If you have any, you know, ingenious ideas for comic book stores. Yeah, apparently this idea. is... Laura, you're still here. I know. Chime in. <laughs> Chime in more. Laura Vett, <laughs> Yeah, what, have you, is, is there a concrete solution for this? There is um, absolutely not, because if you... Uh, you could make them put a credit card on file, but what's to That's, say that they, they don't like... Oh, and they, they automatically get purchased? Yes. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the month, boom, it's done. Or, you know, they could they could call up their credit card company and be like, listen, somebody stole my credit right. card, and then, then you're still out. Yeah. There's no real way to do it unless okay. you build up a trust. And hopefully that our core uh, reservists are people that, you know, have built up a trust with right. us. Right. But I think you yourself as a retailer have a feeling whether or not someone's coming back or not. Oh, yeah. Or if um, what their financial situation is, what where, where good. they are mentally. Yeah. Walt's fairly good at that, but <laughs> there are some times when he's like, um, like uh, I, I don't, you know, this is this is not going the way we want it to yeah. go. And, you know, uh, this um, guy's, I'm, I, I don't, why don't you give him a call? And then, you know, are, are you, you give ever, them a call and, and you hear back from them. They're like, I'm sorry, it's just been like crazy at work. And it's like, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, but I'll see you on Wednesday, next Wednesday. But I'll see right? you next Wednesday. Okay. And if they show up, then I know that, you know, Walt's spider sense was off that. Day. All right. So you're telling me it's a two way street where, you know, you have to take the initiative as well to, right. to be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. You, know, you, you can't have just to call. sit there. And I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's got unclaimed books. Then don't keep pulling for them. Okay. You know, have a policy in place where it's like uh, we want you to pick up at least once a month. If you can't do it, and we have people who there was one reservist who only came in once every six months, yeah, because uh, she was at, at college. But she knew you. You told her. I mean, she she gave you advance warning. Yeah. Right? Okay. She told Walt, and Walt's like, okay, cool. Well, what you've done? She came back and like, I don't want these. <laughs> That's when you start to get a little um, persnickety. Okay. So yeah, and you're get, leaving reserve. You know the ones that you have to threaten, and you're like, I'm "Sorry, I had to end this way." Like, <laughs> and yeah, that's when we call up Brian and say, it's "Jersey, yeah, Brian, we need a uh, need, we need some help. muscles." Like, yeah. I'm, I'm watching that. I'm watching. I'm watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I can't go right now. <laughs> yeah, right. We just started watching that again. Can I ask a question? Ask away. I just kind of walked in, and Laura kind of walked mm-hmm. in, and I know you guys know Laura, but I don't know Laura. I'd love to learn a little bit more about Laura. <laughs> yeah, so okay. she's sitting. She's like, my, 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 so my neighbor. So weird. I didn't. I'm sorry. It didn't even occur to me, Laura. Jump on in. Uh, we were guests on. Uh, Laura was. Laura is on uh, Brookdale. Brookdale um, Television, yes. Television. Mm-hmm. No yeah. way, really? Yes. Invite us down um, yeah, I do to, a couple uh, di- yeah, woo-hoo, do a couple Brookdale. Yeah. Love Brookdale. <laughs> um, I do a couple little things down there on Brookdale Newsmakers. You can see me on a couple of their news packages. And then I also do um, a separate sort of like late night style show called The Late yeah, Afternoon had, Show. Had, had us on. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time. and uh, Oh, terrific. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like typical Jimmy Fallon sort of things that you'll catch on like 1130 um, well, I'm actually curious about the world of podcasting. So oh, I figured well, I'd, hey, you've come to yeah. the right place. <laughs> exactly. Learn from uh, learn from the masters. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you're welcome awesome. up here anytime. Right, ask it. questions. This goes yeah. for anybody listening and watching right now. Mm. If you have any questions about podcasting, we're always here for you. 
we're, we're appreciated. We're here yeah. for to uh, inspire, to learn, to teach. Do you um, want to add that to the work that you're doing? I think and- I think that's going to be the next evolution of the show because I'm you know only going to be at Brookdale for so long and stuff. So yeah, it's something that I'm because yeah, you're a student to- there. Or yes, you're- yeah, okay, got student, it. So okay, yeah. got it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So you would want your own show? What would it, it be? Would be really nice. Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea what the like how how you would present it? Like, what would you be more of? I mean, I've been playing. I've been playing around. I yeah. just sort of with the ideas and stuff, and like trying to, you know, follow other podcasts we, and everything. We can so help yeah. you out if you I have any questions. Yeah, We're always here for you. That goes for yeah. again. That goes for anybody listening or watching right now. Always Very here true. For yeah, um, some advice. Yeah, I've been watching because I know Comedy Bang Bang started out mm. as a. I don't know if you guys are fans of that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love Hot Soccer Mom. Or what was the one I saw yesterday? Font Jokerman. One, yes, <laughs> um, that one no, but that's a great show, not only just for um, generally like the comment, the jokes and stuff, but how many like television production references that right. they make. So, like, if you're in the television production field or something like that, like they make so many like sort of offhand inside jokes and stuff. That's yeah, what I'm if you want to sit around and joke behind a mic, yeah, you've come to the right place, my mm, friend. That's what I'm looking to do. So, <laughs> right, well, welcome, awesome, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. Welcome, wow. Mike. I got a little comic book news here. Uh, yes, uh, you Netflix, do. Uh, are you prepared? Are you ready? for the defenders mike hell yeah are you ready for the the ultimate i you've waited years to see this live action i did i have i am you've read this i will be and now it's coming up in live action um i, I can't remember if there's a release date yet for the defenders i, I don't think so but they said that uh, i heard yesterday that iron fist comes out on saint patrick's day <gasps> right really saint patrick's yeah, day that's the for la- the iron fist the last awesome. piece of the puzzle and then we got yes. the defenders i got uh so they're they're gonna be teaming up to uh take down crime in new york city yes uh brian michael bendis mike is uh off to work on a ongoing comic book project based on the netflix series yes how about that i think it's cool yeah I, and they're going to use the characters from the tv series yeah, they're like this is back their in personalities the day, back in the day the defenders were um it was like the ultimate anti-team right and who That's were they it, it was the hulk dr curious. strange uh, Namor the Submariner and Silver Surfer. These are like four of arguably the most powerful um, characters in the Marvel Universe. Right. Somewhat off the, not off the grid, but outcasts, you yes, would say. Yes, off the beaten path. Yeah. They, they walk their own, they walk to they the do their own their thing. own drummer. Yeah. Loners, They're not like the typically. Avengers. Yeah. And the, he threw them, uh, I forget who it was, it was probably Roy Thomas who threw them all together and uh, said, hey, let's see what what happens right. and it was like wow you can't put these four guys into the same room without them you know breaking some shit so. yeah and I want to see that shit being broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right but it was never, yeah, yeah no, it was like <laughs> it great never, basis for a, for a show yeah. exactly mm-hmm. but it never lived up to like the promise right it was never the Avengers you never saw sure. the stuff going down because it just it, it didn't have the, the gravitas right. as the Avengers the Avengers came together you know their their tagline is like um, there came a day when uh, you know Earth's mightiest heroes banded together to to face a foe that no single hero could um, you know challenge. Thank right. you. Yeah. So these guys were like, "There's nothing they can't you know mm. asses can't get yeah. kicked." Now, but, what's your opinion on uh, TV show tie-in comic book ongoing series? I think we got one for Arrow. Yes. Uh, I got a couple other ones out there. Flash. 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 Super yeah, Supergirl. <clears throat> there's a Supergirl comic book out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, not I, really earth shattering, but um, but now, you know, we got Brian Michael Bendis behind this. I'll where, go you one better. Okay. There was a comic book that actually um, informed the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Ultimates. Yes. That was their version of the Avengers, The Ultimate Universe's right. Avengers. And it was um, Brian Hitch artwork. And he, he's the first one who used Samuel L. Jackson's likeness as Nick Fury. He's like, you know who'd make a kick-ass Nick Fury? Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and then bam, it happens. And then so. boom, it becomes a reality. And yeah. then you've got all these, um, all the superheroes, well, except for Hank Pym. And they've alluded to the fact that Hank Pym is like on some anxiety medicine okay, in sure. the movie. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, it was, if you read The Ultimates, like I said, one, it's... For me, one of the the things that inform most about the Avengers universe yeah. cinematically, right? But thank God they didn't take some of the more mean spirited um, things about Their it. Attributes, right? But I'm I'm liking this tie-in though. 
Yeah. I'm liking, I mean, any, well, one, it's going to be good for books. Two, yes. it's going to be good for us as retailers. Yes. And, and it's um, going to be great for the TV show because they'll feed off each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bendis is, Bendis is sort of a crime writer. That's, that's his love. Yeah. He loves to be, you know, all the noir stuff. Yeah, here's his statement. There are a lot of adjectives. I just want to give you a heads up. Okay. Uh, I wanted to do a sprawling Godfather-like epic at the street level of the Marvel Universe. Really putting out hooks down and creating a modern, elaborate, organized crime story that is different than what has gone before, but builds on everything that has happened to these characters as individuals or as a team, putting them in the hardest battle for the street that anyone can imagine. Yes. So he's going back to the street level, Hell's Kitchen. Well, I mean, these and Daredevil where, never left the street. No. Jessica Jones never really left the street. No. Iron Fist, he's a tough sell for you know the, the gritty streets of New York because he's this blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid from... Kunlun. Kunlun, from you know, a Himalayan uh, yeah, mountains, city. Yeah, So he's kind of naive in, in the ways... He's not really street smart. Wears yellow flats. Where, he wears yellow flats yeah. and... Uh, what are they, pedal pushers? Is that what they call them? Oh, yeah. Cr- you, know, cr- you know, crops. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. That's right. Culottes. Culottes. He's got some culottes. Capri going. pants. Uh, Capri you know, pants. There, there you go. There are a number of names. He's very yeah. Laura Petri. So. You know what I loved? I love that episode in Luke Cage where he's running through the neighborhood and he pulls off the yeah. yellow shirt. And he and, and he's and like he, sweet Christmas. And yeah, he looks at himself in the mirror. Yeah, because of course that's his uh, that's his get up in the in the books. Yeah. But as far as books and being good for books, I mean, how many times now have you guys seen? Maybe you more than Ming, because you're the one I was actually ringing people up on a daily basis. Books that may have not gotten the same kind of attention before the movie. So Deadpool, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh I my mean, God. All, they, Black Panther. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they yeah, all, <laughs> name I all mean, of them. All of a sudden, it's like, the boom, Avengers. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Iron Man was, they were thinking about turning him into a bad guy. Civil War, the comic book, was meant to turn Iron Man into, it had a, a completely different ending. It was going to end with uh, Iron Man um, being shown to be like a war prophet. Right. So mm. he was he was making billions of dollars on this superhero civil war, and they were going to bust him. That was it was. Oh wow! Huh. So, but it didn't happen because they're like, well, we've got a. He's coming out in the movies, so we can't make him that much of a dick. Right. So we'll make him but a little they, bit of a lovable, dick. Yeah. <laughs> lovable dick, but yeah. not so much. All right, right on. All right, well, um, Mr. Bendis, waiting anxiously for this. Uh, oh yeah. Creator, uh, mm. Uh, pencils by David Marquez and uh, color by Justin Ponsor. So we'll, we'll be looking for that. Yeah, be looking for that soon. Uh, and real quick, plug for the boss, uh, Supergirl, the Kevin Smith directed Supergirl episode. Very cool. Coming up soon. Um, entitled Mike Supergirl Lives. So oh, a I little love odd, that. Little the, nod. I love that Kevin. Uh, he no, nothing ever goes to waste. Um, if, just in case you don't know, Kevin uh, was. Tapped to do a Superman script. Uh, oh, jeez, man. It's been What's a while that? now. This is going to dovetail really nicely into our upcoming yeah, uh, guest. 1998 is tapped uh, by Warner Brothers to do a Superman script. It never got made. And uh, as such, it was actually a documentary called uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. And we actually talked to the creator of that documentary. Uh, the upcoming. interview will be uh, at the end of this podcast. Yeah, so, pretty cool. John yeah. Schnepp himself. John Schnepp. But, so uh, that was... Yeah, this is very cool. And have you been watching Supergirl? Uh, off and on. I'm not caught okay. up. I'm right. not caught up. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Real uh, quick? I love the fact that they're bringing a lot of Legion of Superheroes yeah. elements I, I know. This. I know you love the Legion. I'm a huge Legion fan. Have we seen uh, the ring? Have we seen the flight ring? Uh, not yet. I okay. don't think so. All right. So. And um, this is a family affair, Mike. Uh, this is the, the, the summary. And Supergirl lives. Kara is moved by the story of a missing woman named Izzy, played by Harley Quinn Smith. And decides to investigate despite Snapper Carr's order to leave it alone. Snapper Carr. <laughs> Snapper Did you ever Carr. think you would see Snapper in live action form? Live action, probably not. Uh, he was used much better in the Justice League animated series. Very, very well done. Yeah. He was you know like what? a reporter. You're right about that. He was great. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they did he was really like nice man on the street. Yeah. Snapper car. Yeah. Here uh, we go. Kara takes Monel with her to the last place. Mon Izzy. I know. Do you ever think you see Monel in live Never. action? Never. Monel. Yeah. So uh, this will be airing January twenty third, everybody. And uh, you know, if you if you're listening to this, you probably pay attention to uh, Kevin. He's done a couple of Facebook lives. The yes. most interesting one was uh, he had uh, um, Melissa Benoist, Benoist, 
uh, strapped in front of a green screen. They showed her how they make her fly. Oh, that's cool. And it was it was the, pretty it was I, a pretty cool look, man. Did, did Kevin actually get into the the rig and he's like, I want to do this? No, he should have. I, you kidding? Mm. That would have been like the dream. I agree. I don't. He don't, right. he did not get into the rig. You know? Okay. Can you read my mind, Mike? Can, uh. can you can I read his mind? Yes, his mind says, "Do not put me yeah, in that the, rig." That thing is gonna like crush my balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, new books. Let's let's talk some comics here. Let's talk comics. What did you read, Mike? What should everybody what else didn't be, I read? Be reading. What do you have on the top of your pile? The top here? of my pile is oddly enough, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones has been uh, through the ringer. Jessica Jones is. Um, she has a baby with Luke Cage. They yes. are married. Um, yes. They are. Um, having some some marital difficulties. Right. You can actually you can hold up that book. I can, yeah. See Holy that right there. Look at Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica number Jones. four is that number? This four. is number four, and uh, she's she's been keeping her daughter away from Luke Cage. Something happened where Jessica uh, was put in jail. Okay. Um, she she was arrested, thrown into the raft or the vault or wherever they put superheroes. Right, the superhero super, prison. The, yes, not superheroes, super powered criminals. Super power criminals and, and, in the Marvel universe. They're yes. prison. They're and prison. all of her friends in the the Avengers turn their backs on her. So we're trying to figure out what the hell it is. Um, Avengers are real good at turning their backs on. They are kind on of former dicks. members. I gotta be honest. They, the Avengers. Yeah, they they do that. Hank Pym. Yeah, Hank. <laughs> White Peter. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, I know. And it was just, it was an accidental slap. And you know, it, I, so hey, I will. I'm a Hank Pym defender for God's sakes. Okay. He did not mean. And not only that, but how many times did he have his his mind messed with? Okay, fair enough. Continue. So, I mean, okay, well, that's a this is for another podcast. All right, well, Hank Pym, White Peter. Oh uh, you know what, Hank Pym. Hank Pym, Trial by Fire Trial ants. by Fire, yes. Yes, trial we'll do tri- <laughs> Trial okay. by Fire Ants. Okay, fair enough. <gasps> that would be awesome. Because i got to be honest with you. Having a mock, having a mock trial and having Walt Uh-oh. as the judge, yeah. that oh. would be so oh. awesome. It would be great, but he ain't going to do it. And i got to be honest oh, with you. absolutely Walter geeky is this? Walter would do it. Walter would no, do that. He yes, wouldn't. he would. Walt would do it. All right, then. I'm going to ask Let's see. All right, you're going to ask But and Judge. Just for one more thing. Sure. I... Judge I believe that anybody who puts their hands on a woman mm-hmm. is kind of a scumbag. Kind and of. Ki- and I was going to say, and by kind of a scumbag, <laughs> I mean a specific kind of scumbag. Right. Right. So, All right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Why? why uh, I'm not done with Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. So so Jessica, she's at rock bottom yet again? Mike, yeah, is she's that what you're telling me? she's rock bottom. Okay. Yeah. She's, uh, she's an alcoholic, self-loathing, super heroine. Yes. Superhero. Why are we... Throwing gender yeah. roles no, out she's there. A superhero. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Um, I, I didn't say it. And she's she's shielding her daughter from um, her father, Luke Cage. Okay. And Luke's kind of acting like a, uh, a dipshit. There's something going on. We're not privy to. Right. So I I want to find out more. Okay. And uh, she's taking cases just to get back in the uh, the saddle. Her best friend is Carol Danvers, and Carol Danvers. Kind of a kind of being a bitch to Jessica, like why aren't you doing this with uh, Luke? Why aren't you letting him see his kid? And it's like you know what? Why don't you shut up, Carol? Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Uh, definitely my my pick of the week here is uh, Justice League, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yay! A That's collaboration. Amazing. Now I know I know you're not a Power Rangers fan. Neither am I. I'm not big into the no, Power Rangers. No. But Especially when is, I almost got smacked by one. So, but uh, I yeah. digress. All right, I recommend. I, I highly recommend this one, Mike. Uh, okay. Even just even even you know we'll even we'll block off the half here even okay. for the Justice League uh, collaboration between DC and Boom Studios. Right. And uh, I, I listen. I know uh, beyond meeting some of the real life Power Rangers at cons, and I, I I know what a putty is sort of. I know what a Zordon is. But are you into Power Rangers? Oh, are you what? kidding? Oh, really? I, yeah. Oh my god! I, was, you should... I grew up with. Um, oh my god! How was? How old was I when I? What's first a putty? Came? Putty were the little gray. Did you watch the TV show at all? They were uh-huh. the little gray guys who were kind of these minions. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah like the, the Power Rangers ones. always gotcha. had to kick in the in the middle they, of the sternum yeah, to they... yeah, dissolve and. Oh great! Yeah. So you you can uh, you can relate to this. So uh, so that's yeah. what they call them putties. Yes. But they weren't. Were they named that on the show? Oh, or? Well, they were oh, made yeah. out of putty. This weird putty, and yeah, they would they spring like, up into yeah, warriors. Because, um, the Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa would like sort of. That's how she the, formed all of her um, sort of minions and stuff. It was like out of clay. Yeah. Okay. It is, like, yeah, it was. Is uh, Elizabeth Banks going to be doing the Rita Repulsa voice? 
Oh, my putties, get down there. And you can do the, her voice in the comic if you want while you're reading it. Uh, you can. Okay. Well, we now don't... I got to read it just to see the yeah. putties. Yeah, okay. we don't see Rita in the first uh, in the first issue. Okay, do we see anybody? We do, yeah. So we, the, the, uh, the comic starts out uh, with their city being destroyed, and we get the backstory. Uh, Angel Grove, right? Angel Grove, yeah. Okay. Yes, you do. Right. You know your power. <laughs> right. Hey, Angel, I know yeah. Bulk and Skull. Actually, those are two yeah. two of the funniest guys we've yeah, met. Yeah, we. The, it opens up. Angel Angel City's gone, and uh, Superman is uh, talking to Zach, the Black Ranger. Okay, and he's so this. Yeah, this is the original lineup. This is original. Yeah, this is the OG line, lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zach's like, "This is all my fault." And then we go back to see what happened. Um, the Power Rangers headquarters gets compromised. By a fake Alpha Alpha the robot. Aye, 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 aye. Yes. All right, so I do know. They, they make a replica. <laughs> I know entirely too much. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you power know. Don't, don't front. Oh, man. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> sitting here going, holy crap, I do know this stuff. <laughs> oh, dear <laughs> Lord in heaven. Don't front. Uh, we, I do realize that this is in my too. drinking days, okay? okay. Right, so, are you a secret brony, too? No, yeah, I'm not. Oh, my God. Where's the tattoo? It's not for public consumption. Yeah, we get a visit from an old villain, Lord. Zed. You remember Lord Zed? Probably one of the most powerful Power Rangers villains. Okay, Lord Zed, was that the dude with the uh, the wings and the lion face? Y- yes-ish. No, it, um, he he kind of looks like a Power Ranger, but he, he's got like more stuff on him. Like, yeah, I have to look at uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember because I know there's the one guy who kind of looks like a. But a was he in like the original and he, he did it a lot? He was so, in, like, well, his his claim to fame, Mike, is he was the first US created villain for the Power Rangers. He was not in the Saban okay. Japanese version. Hmm. And um, he looks like this. Just for anybody. Yeah, uh, that's, yes, that's okay, Lord I remember Zed. he had the Z Okay, staff. yeah, you got the yeah. Z staff. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, now the interesting yeah. part was uh, as created for US audiences and they made him very dark. And sort of violent, and mm-hmm. parents, there was an outcry. Loved it. Parents loved no, it. There was an outcry, and they had to tone it down. Oh, man. MCU Ant-Man versus Lord Zed. Did, would that ever ha- did that happen? Really? No, no, no. They, this is what people do. These are fanfics. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. fanfic stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so Lord, Lord Zed finds a way into the Power Rangers headquarters, and um, in order to, uh, to uh, defend themselves, they, they get him and Zach get caught in the teleporter, and uh, they teleport outside of their world. And where do they wind up, Mike? In Gotham, in Gotham City. Oh, yeah. That's just where you want to go. Of From course. Angel City, which is pristine and <laughs> makes Riverdale look like a toilet, to Gotham City, which is a- an actual toilet. Yeah. And who's the first person that Zach sees once he teleports to Gotham? Batman. Batman, yeah. Of course. And of course, they're like, who are you? Well, who are he's you? On, did, did he have a basket, like a welcoming? <laughs> he goes, uh, it, <laughs> It was not a basket. So this is the reason why you should pick up this book. Mike, if you've ever wanted to see the Black Ranger fight Batman, well, here's your book. That's amazing. It's the thing that you never thought you would see. So and then the rest of the rest of the Rangers, uh, uh, you know, of course, they go and try to rescue Zach. They also teleport to Gotham and um, and, you know, they're they're still at odds with each other. They don't know who's who, what's what. Of course not. Cause Batman sees them as a threat. They see Batman as a threat. He sees everybody as a threat. He, he sees the Justice League as a threat. So, yeah, you got these guys teleporting in in pink and black and blue and green armor. Yeah. Of course he's going to be like, yeah. what the their, hell? Their powers work <laughs> just as well in Gotham. So Batman calls for a little backup. So we see the Flash. See Superman. I see Wonder Woman's on the cover here. It's a little misleading. We see no there. There is no sign of Wonder Woman. How about Green Lantern? Do we no see Green. Oh uh, no, Green Lantern. We see Cyborg up in the Watchtower. Though. Okay. And uh, Cyborg was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And uh, um, the Flash like, "You never believe this." And this is the other reason you should be picking up this book, Mike. Uh, Batman just got carried away in a. Uh, a robotic pink flying dinosaur. Oh, there you go. Come on, man. That's come I on, need dude. To read this. Come on, <laughs> come on. Like that's if that doesn't sell this book alone, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. And I'm not even. I'm not even the Power Rangers. Yeah, that's an interesting sort of crossover that they that the two brands would come together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought mm-hmm. it was very interesting. But, yeah. And then you know, since we've met them, I was like, hey, you know, Walter Jones is like beating up Batman. Like that's come on, that's man. Amazing. That's that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So that's my pick for the week. What else you got, Mike? Uh, I got Justice League versus Suicide Suicide Squad number four. This is uh, we talked about this uh, earlier in the week about the the JLA. We did Batman JLA find the existence of the Suicide Squad. Batman's pissed. Yes, Batman's but we, at odds with um, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Turns out that Amanda had put another Suicide, the very first Suicide Squad team like in place. B- version Beta, version A. They were all uncontrollable murderers. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they were 
remorseless killing machines, and there was no way that she could keep um, any kind of control over right. them. So it turns out that um, her her original team was hijacked by Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord is a scheming, kind of scummy, um, for personal power kind of guy. So boom, it was uh, he's got control of these guys, and now it turns out at the end of this one, he just might have a team or two uh, other teams in place. So there's so. just covert crap going on all over the place. All over the place. Right on. So. I love Guys, it. I'm going to say goodbye. i got to get over to Brookdale. Oh, all man. Right. Julia's absence <laughs> leaving the table. Oh, Jules is I'll leaving. I'll see you there later then. <laughs> I'm going to have to tune into your show. Why don't you guys go and have coffee? You should have yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. Bye, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, pick number two of the week, Mike. Inhumans versus X-Men number two. Uh, also it, on my list. I, I would love to know your opinions. Uh, this number, first one, uh, there's a, a issue zero as well, but number one blew me away. Number one was fantastic. Just when I didn't think it was going to get any better, I thought it did. Uh, X-Men attacking the Inhumans. All-out war here. This is. All-out this assault. Is, this is a out, coordinated uh, assault against yeah. the Inhumans and their city of uh, Attilan. Attilan. Attilian. Attilian. Uh, no, it's Attilian. Atlan. 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 Whatever. Whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah. I could never say that. Even when John Byrne was drawing the Fantastic Four and he moved them to the moon. Yeah. Attilan. I used to call it Attilan. Attilan. Like Attilan the Hun. I think A-T-T-L-I... And Atlian is how I pronounce okay. it. I don't know. Somebody correct well, me out there on first Twitter. off, they go after the... They're not, they're not targeting random inhumans. They're no. trying to keep casualties to a minimum. Right. I'm trying to ca- grab the key players. They're grabbing the royal family of the inhumans. Yeah. Although they say, hey, man, um, you know, uh, watch out for the civilian inhumans. Yeah, but, they, they also but, have powers, but... Yeah, but, you know, if you take out one or two, like, eh... That's my, no, that was, to, that's my, that's my. That's no, there are a couple of guys on the X-Men squad uh, who are remorseless killers like Sabretooth, sure. Magneto, sure. Uh, Psylocke, yeah. Phantom X. And then you However, got like Storm and, you know, you got well, some more. They're trying things. to keep casualties to a minimum. Okay. And uh, Johnny Storm is on the Inhumans um, side. side. Yes. In this whole thing. Right. And which uh, I'm like, wow, Okay. You know, you've got the... Interesting, interesting choice of teams. But he's also involved with Medusa now because Johnny Storm will have sex with anything that moves. Right. Well, come on, dude. Look at that hair. She is beautiful. Look at that and, hair, man. But would you want to go up against Black Bolt? No, not at all. No. no. Her no. estranged husband? No. Do you want to do that? No. Black no, Bolt I killed so. Cyclops, by the way. So Yeah, so <laughs> they the X-Men do have a reason to be pissed off at... Uh, the Inhumans, aside from the Terrigen Mist, which is fatal to the mutant right. population. and about to be dissipated in the atmosphere, right. meaning Earth permanently in- uninhabitable to, to mutants. mutants. So we got an all war. Uh, we have an interesting, not really side story, but uh, anybody with teleportation powers is teleporting the royal family to limbo. Yes. And um, that, that uh, so they're keeping, they're not killing them. No, keep as a matter of fact, alive. they're they're keeping them alive, and they're they're not trying to kill anyone. Right, they're just trying to uh, remove the threat, yes. and then remove the overall threat, the Terrigen Mist, which is um, killing them. Yeah, which is, in my opinion, it's it's an adequate response. Right. So I don't think that that the mutants are going overboard in this. No, but um, you know, to preserve themselves, and yeah. you know, reduce casualties. Yeah. It's, it's it's it's, um, it's it's a decent plan. It's survival versus um, a cultural and cold-blooded. Well, no, no. It, it's it's survival of, for the mutants right. against a cultural thing. They want to destroy the Terrigen Mist, right. which is a cultural thing for the Inhumans. Right. Which, which could be argued that it it's what allows Inhumans to become Inhumans. So right. it could be a survival mechanism yeah. as well. But you don't take care of it well. You're a horrible. You're you're a horrible steward. Right. Bye, love. So uh, we get you know we get all the all, all we get all the casualties uh, all the all the bad sides of war here. Yes. With, uh, you Actually, know, you we see restraint here though. See restraint, but it's still a war, dude. It's still you know, it there is are people war. being there are people being killed, hurt, um, and not just people. These are you know these are Inhumans and X Men. These are um, powered powered beings at war with each other. 
So right, and uh, you know, if that doesn't convince you to pick this up, uh, there's a pretty epic Sabretooth versus Johnny Storm fight. Yes, in here. So I'm going to tag up on that, Mike, for the third pick of the week. Okay, Uncanny X Men number seventeen, which is a tie-in to this book. So yes, you'll want to you'll want to read Inhumans versus X Men number two first, and then uh, you get a little uh, Uncanny X Men number seventeen gives you a little backstory featuring Sabretooth M and Rachel Gray in limb. They're in limbo. Yep. And they're trying to find out what's going on, and some of the I, I don't want to call them minor Inhumans, but like they're they're not part of the royal family. Nope. Uh, once they've been teleported to Limbo by the X Men, uh, they're being attacked by demons. So right. they're kind of innocent bystanders, I want to say, uh, caught up in this war, and now uh, you know it was a solution to teleport them to Limbo, but a lot of them are paying the ultimate price for it. So yeah, well, Iliana, Iliana, Iliana. Iliana, yes, Iliana. Iliana is um, she's the the mistress of Limbo. Yes, and so she should have at least you know demons. You, you no snacking. Oh, a rule. Yeah. Well, she Whoa, hey, she man. did. She you know, anytime oh, she teleported on, somebody to Limbo, yeah. it's like, hey, you can't eat my guests. Right. Too so, late. Yeah, you don't tell demons what to yeah, do. Yeah, pretty not. much. <laughs> it's like trying to tell Brian Johnson what to do, what not to. It's not going to work. You're like Brian. Don't eat this, and, they, and then you eat. I'm like, dude, still, I told throw, you, still throwing down like, with Brian. Like, dude, oh I told my you god, to, dude, I told you not to eat that. And he, still, and he still throwing down with Brian. All yeah. right. and uh, you know we run into uh, an old adversary, uh, Monet Saint Croix. Yeah, Saint uh, Saint Croix. Saint Croix Saint Croix. Uh, so our yeah, our, Monet is. She was originally a member of the Uncanny X Men under Magneto's lead, leadership. She uh, merged souls with her brother, yes. who is uh, Template. Yeah, and he like. Eats, but she's got uh, mouths in her hands now, right. so she sucks out life energy. Yeah, tongues coming out. It's, it's, it's crazy. God awful. Convenient, crazy. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's, good, it's good power. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good power. What else you got on your list? Let's see. Uh, I got uh, Titans. Titans. DC Rebirth Titans. This is... What um, number is this? This is number seven. Okay. So it's after the, the main story arc, and uh, we've got Superman, who remembers Wally West. Which is really cool, because not a whole lot of people remember Wally West. Right. And um, we'll come back to remind you, but yeah, if he well, doesn't, then you don't remember him. Uh, it, it ties into the whole. This is one of the the main uh, linchpins of the DC Rebirth. Okay. This particular book, because Wally is one of the very few people who was um, plucked out of reality. Right. Uh, in DC Rebirth, DC Universe Rebirth, uh, turns out that somebody stole 10 years from the DC Universe yep. and used it for their own ends. And turns out it, it might be a couple of somebodies. And uh, I believe Wally was plucked out and put into a prison, but uh, the prison was the Speed Force. Yeah. And he has access to it. So he was like bouncing around time and he was able to get out into the, the new DC Universe. And connect with Barry Allen and a couple of his other friends who remembered him. Once they made contact, it's like, oh my god, I remember. And now that's the the whole mystery behind uh, who stole the the missing time. Yeah. And uh, Wally is a keep going to be a key player in there. And if you you read across the board, there are other people who are being plucked away. Uh, Tim Drake, Robin, right. In Detective Comics was also pulled from his the moment of his death, so we're gonna find out some some more cool stuff. All right, right on. Yeah. Uh, my last book of the week is uh, Doctor Strange Punisher number two, as part of the Magic Bullets. Oh, okay. Story arc. Um, I'm I'm calling it the uh, the, the odd couple, perhaps. They're the very odd couple. Yeah. If uh, if there were if there was an odder couple that you could put together, it'd be Doctor Strange and the Punisher. And uh, backstory, a little backstory here. Uh, Frank Castle trying to de- take down some gangsters in an Italian restaurant. You think? Discovers there's a portal to hell in the basement. Like Doctor Strange also hunting monsters in New York, and the, they happen to cross paths. So you uh, you have this dynamic, Mike. Uh, magic versus might. Bullets. I, I wouldn't call it might, but yeah, uh, versus uh, vengeance. Okay, versus men, vengeance. Uh, guns versus wands. Axes versus, uh, you know, versus uh, brass knuckles. Yeah. And um, uh, both, but uh, both of them team up to, uh, well, ba- Portal to Hell opens, monsters are coming into New York City, 
and uh, they spend uh, they're going to spend this arc trying to close this portal and uh, get the, getting these demons back to where they belong. Um, but uh, I I like uh, I like the din- dynamic between these two and their their differing philosophies for sure. Yes, actually, I'm gonna. Um, back in the day, they found that Spider Man and Doctor Strange they they paired them up um, not often, but often enough that yeah. you're like, wow, that's their dynamic. Made a nice combination. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It right. was serious versus jokey. You um, had these two guys who, while they were. They weren't fighting in the same realm, quite literally. They they worked so well together. Uh, some of the Marvel team ups yeah. that that they had were spectacular. They were um you know spectacular and amazing um, <laughs> to be to be punny, but they were. You, you had Spider Man, Peter Parker, who's just he's a science guy, and you had uh, Stephen Strange, who's a magic guy, and they're, they're like butting heads, right. but it worked. So. That, I think that that's what they were going for, that dynamic. Yeah. So I think this works even better, though. Yeah. Dr. Strange and Frank Castle. Murder like, pretty... versus non-murder. Right, exactly. So that's uh, that's my fourth pick of the week. What do you got? My last one is uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 12. This is uh, the GL Corps. Um, turns out that the GL Corps has been um, trapped by Brainiac. Okay. Shrunken down and put in his little interplanetary zoo. Right. Specimen bottle, if you will. And um, now Hal Jordan has to figure out a way to save the core because he he actually went up against Sinestro and uh, was sucked into the Emerald Twilight or whatever they called it. It's like the afterlife for Green Lanterns. If you were worthy of being a Green Lantern and you died in the uh, the midst of battle, you went there. But Hal went there without being dead, so he's like, "Hey, I can well, go." Well, now what? But um, they call in Kyle Rayner, uh, the White Lantern. Kyle was the guy who took over for Hal after yeah. Parallax took over, right. took him over, and made him into a villain. And uh, Kyle um, helps pull him out of the the like the Emerald Twilight. And now they're going after um, Lar Flees, who is this baboon-looking <laughs> master is of tell the... Tell me Lar Flees is back. Lar Flees is back. Well, here, I'm not just telling you. I'm showing You're you. You're showing it to him. That's Lar Flees. He looks like a, a baboon, an orange baboon, uh, and he is. And he's got <laughs> the orange light of avarice. He's, he's always hungry. Always hungry. I know that feeling. There you go. <laughs> so this is... Um, <coughs> The core is back. They're all together, and they're uh, they're putting the the whoop ass on uh, on Lar Fleas and Brainiac. Nice. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mike. No. Uh, one one last bit of uh, movie news before we go. Yes. And uh, we run our interview with uh, John Schnepp, writer, director, animator, friend, friend, tall dude, uh, yes. Woody Harrelson, Mike, casting the Han Solo. Standalone movie is he is he Han's dad? He's, oh, I don't know. What do you? I, I mean, um I read that he that um he's supposed to be in sort of a mentorship role. So my ah. first thought was like Hunger Games. Is there are they yeah, throwing right. back to that? Yeah. Woody Harrelson, I, like like in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon. Um, like is that a hot box? He smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say yeah, it's a walk in. Everyone gonna uh, be high. Bong. Everyone gonna be high. I want to see like Chewbacca high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just chilling out. <laughs> Hungry. I like them. I like, I, yeah. I think he's re- has he reached that point where he can you can see him as a mentor. Oh hell yeah! Like, I mean, yeah, just well, yeah. He was Hunger, in Hunger Games, Games man. Yeah, oh, true. Exactly. Okay, he good point. Entire, yeah. Tallahassee. That's right. Okay. Tallahassee was the ultimate of mentors because he was uh, leading Jesse Eisenberg around. Oh, and, that's right. In yeah. um, Zombieland. in Zombieland. Yeah. yeah, it was a fantastic. Yeah. All right, I like this. Then it's a good cast. You, you should yeah. love this. I do mm-hmm. love this. All right, I just want to know how much... It's going to be interesting to see how how he approaches... I just want to know where you get weed in the the galaxy, that's all. They're smugglers, dude. (laughs) Right. And they're spices. They're they're spice smugglers. Right. Are they really smelling spices, or is that some euphemism for... Spice was a euphemism for for drugs, yeah. Drugs, okay. Spices. Spice smuggling. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of creepy, man. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, we're going to run the interview with Josh. Let's run the interview. And um, thank you for listening, everybody. 
And and, and and there you go. And there, and there you go, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, thank uh, you guys oh, for I'm sorry. Before you go, me. plug, yeah. plug, plug. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. You can check out the late afternoon show on YouTube. Um. Yeah. Late afternoon show with me, Laura Vetter, spelled like Pearl Jam Eddie Vetter. And um. Yeah. Um. Uh, check it out. Right, look yeah, for the episode featuring yeah. me and Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you exactly. Can... The, and um. Yeah. That's up now. And uh. Yeah. Check it out. It's a great time. And you can follow Julia Zapsic at Julia Zapsic on Twitter. Yeah. Are you on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Are you on yes, Facebook? I am. Um. You can follow me at Late Laura Show. Um. Okay. Yeah. I need to get back into the tweeting. That's one of my New Year's resolutions and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. you're a resolution gal. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm trying. You. I'm trying. All right. <laughs> All right. And now, there you go. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.